We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast. Glad to have you with me today, and I'm super excited about today's episode. My very first guest on the March or Die podcast. Uh, If you follow along with this podcast, and I hope that you do, I think we have 26 episodes up to this point. Typically, what I do is I take 15 or 20 minutes to break down some principles for moving forward when your life feels like it's falling apart. And we've all had those moments. Some of us are living through those moments right now. Those moments where we hit a wall or we find ourselves in a battle that we did not expect. And it seems like our world is falling apart. I sum up all of these principles with the very simple phrase, march or die. That sums it all up for me. March or die. I talk about this a lot. You can go back and listen to previous episodes about where exactly that came from. But what that means to me is that in life, when things are difficult, you only have two choices. You can march, putting one foot in front of the other, or you can stay where you are and die. Now, most of the time, that's not a physical death, although, you know, particularly in the veteran community and and in other communities as well, the pressure is so overwhelming with the battles of life that uh, folks really do decide to just give up. But all of us know what it is to die on an emotional level or relational, spiritually. We just give up. We just say, you know what? I can't go forward anymore. We only have two choices when life seems like it's out of control. We can stay where we are and die, or we can march. Principally, that's it. (laughs) I've talked about these things, and I've developed these principles, and had the privilege today of speaking with Uh, Someone that I've known for many years, Steve Arms, is uh, a former United States Marine, retired after 28 years of service. He is someone that I served with, and and I say served with, really I worked for, (laughs) for a period of time in Iraq. And uh, man, an incredible uh, bio, and I'm going to read that to you here in just a second. Looking forward to this conversation. I know it will be an encouragement to you. Before we jump into that, though, if you are on YouTube and have not yet subscribed to the channel, subscribe. Then hit the notification bell. That lets you know when this and other content comes online. And uh, I'd love to share that out with you. Go ahead and leave me a comment. Share this out if you know someone that would benefit from it. And that would be fantastic. I do this show for one reason. uh, To be an encouragement to you. To give some principles for moving forward. We all know what it's like to deal with difficulties in life. And uh, there are some great principles that we can use for moving 
forward. My guest today is Stephen Arms, and uh, as I mentioned, retired from the United States Marine Corps after 28 years of service. Currently, he is the operational lead in the United States uh, and a coach with Walton Endurance. He talks about that a little bit in this interview. A number of things on the sports side. Uh, an incredible military career, but an incredible athlete as well. 2016 U.S. Marine Corps Athlete of the Year. From 2005 to 2018, he was on the All-Marine National Triathlon Team, California State Champion for Triathlon in 2016, California State Champion for Duathlon in 2015, Bronze Medalist in the Triathlon in the 2015 World Military Games, uh, U.S. Cycling Certified Coach, USA Track and Field Certified Coach, and as I mentioned, served in the United States Marine Corps for 28 years, incredible things, uh, accomplished over a life, as well as... Uh, serving in combat, as I mentioned, a bronze star for valor. And now, in addition to all of those things, as if those weren't enough, uh, he and his family have started an apparel company, Skur Brand Country Coastal Apparel, which we talk about at the end of the interview as well. So thankful and honored that he would be with me, and I trust that you will enjoy our conversation. Steve Arms, great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for making time to, uh, to join me. Uh, my very first guest on the March or Die podcast, so really stoked to have you. I feel honored, Jeremy. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we've known each other for a long time. I was doing the math this morning. We first met, um, and I mentioned this in an email, but we first met when I was attending infantry officer course. You were in Quantico for something, maybe a school or something, and um, you came out to to IOC to see the lieutenants who were going to be going to one five. That was the very first very first time we met. That was in uh, two thousand. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it, was. it seems like yesterday, though. So. It seems like yesterday. Uh, it was it was drizzly and rainy here the other day, and I told my wife, "This is exactly what it was like when uh, when Steve Arms came out to see us." It was downpouring that day. I don't know if you remember it, but we were out in the field. And it was downpouring and cold, and and uh, yeah, that was a good time. Um, and then we served together at one five. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I used the 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 name March or Die for my book and for a lot of other things for this show. And the principle of March or Die, that, that movement principle came from an event that happened, um, uh, man, we're almost to the anniversary, April 1st of 2003 on uh, the Saddam Canal or a bridge over the Saddam Canal. One of the, of all of the things that I've done in my life, one of the moments that sticks out the most, a crazy, crazy day. It was, it was pretty intense. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, yeah, crazy. I've told that story before, but we were there together. And uh, man, it's just great to be able to spend some time together. I'm thankful for social media because it allows us to stay connected. And it's been good over the years to, to be able to do that. Um, we'll jump into it. My, my goal for, for this show, for anyone that listens, is to talk about principally, what do we need to do to move forward when, when things are difficult? And, and all of us struggle. All of us have you know, those ups and downs and those trials in our lives, some more than others. Um, I, and I talk about these things in terms of battle or, you know, obstacles or whatever. <clears throat> One of the things I, I forget to do sometimes, though, <clears throat> is talk about the importance of reflecting on the good things that have happened in our lives. And uh, your career is, is incredible. By any measure, your life and your career have been um, unbelievable. 28 years in the Marine Corps, uh, served in a number of capacities from combat to, you know, command and all of the things that you did there. Uh, professional athlete. Um, uh, incredible sports career, athletic career. I know one of the highlights for you has been coaching your sons in, in sports and some of the things that they've done. Um, 
we'll talk about some principles for moving forward, but what are some of the highlights over the, a long career of both of those things and parenting and being a husband and some of those, those moments in your life, you'd say, I would never want to not have those included in my history. Yeah, well, I mean, outside of marrying my bride of 28 years and yeah. my, my two boys, um, I, I think the, the other big one is, is just simply being a Marine. I mean, um, because of the experiences that, that we all go through as Marines, uh, you know, and that brotherhood and that bond that you have, um, you know, you, you mentioned we're coming up on the anniversary and it's talking to you this morning, Jeremy, it's, it's like we never left. Uh, I mean, we're back on the Savannah Canal getting ready right. for that, that attack. It just, yeah. there, the time does not make a difference. Um, and so I think being, uh, being a Marine and, and, and honestly, the, the experiences that we face, you just don't see that anywhere else. Um, and I was, I was thinking, you know, off the top of my head here uh, of a couple incidences um, that you just wouldn't experience anywhere else, uh, you know, outside the Marine Corps, um, you know, five man reconnaissance team going in for a 24 hour mission. LZ is a frozen lake. Um, helicopter breaks through the ice. You survive that. You get out of the helicopter and it, the blizzard of a century comes in. You're stuck on a mountaintop for nearly two weeks with, uh, you know, one day supply of food and your batteries run out for your comm. Um, uh, to being in a 53, doing some mid-air refuelings, and they hit the, the, the fuel thing and uh, the fireball goes down the aircraft and, you know, it's a hard landing to, to what we experienced in Iraq. I mean, those are things that, you know, you look back, they're terrifying at the time, but you look back on them now and you're like, all right, things could always be a little bit worse. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, being a Marine um, to me is really defined uh, and, and I set things up for, for the rest of my life as far as um, one of those highlights and something I'm extremely proud to uh, been able to serve. It's crazy that, you know, we can look back and those all, all those incidents you just described are um, something that would be considered traumatic by any standard, probably. It's funny that we can grow through those. And sometimes on the other side of those, those become, you know, our best memories because of what took place, how bad it was, and the process of overcoming on the other side. And I think we miss that sometimes. The, the struggle sometimes uh, really is the thing that propels us forward and, and the things that we won't forget. Sure, sure. Um, how important is and, and, you know, whether this is on the, you know, the military side or on a sports side, you know, how important is it for us to reflect, to look back on the difficult times that we overcame <laughs> uh, or just just the good things that we've been able to experience in our lives? I, I feel like we can become so overwhelmed with the trials and, and the difficulties of life that we don't stop long enough to go, you know what, it has been worse and it could be worse. Um or I've experienced some wonderful things in my life, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, this is not that bad. How, how important is that process of, of reflection? Uh, well, I think it's absolutely critical, whether it's, uh, you know, the after action from a military mission or um, breaking down a, a, a race where you didn't perform as well as you, you thought you could perform. Um, but I think that that reflection, that looking back is, is, is absolutely critical, um, to make things better moving forward. And I, I think it really kind of comes down to two, two buckets, if you will. There may be some more, but for, for me, um, it's really events that have happened. And then 
your upbringing. And I don't mean just as a kid, I mean, all the way through, uh, through your life. And, um, and I, I think with the events side of things, um, for, for folks that can experience hardships, um, I don't, I think it, it gives you a perspective, um, that you may not have had, had you not gone through that hardship. Um, but, but I think it also gives you some compassion and understanding for, mm. for others that, that may be going through a difficult time um, and, and that are struggling. And when you're faced with, with tough times in the future, I think you can reflect back on, you know, how bad is this compared to a, a past experience? Um, and, and you survive that. So use those coping mechanisms to, to move forward in present day. Um, but I think it gives you empathy for others that, okay, I've been in a similar situation as you, um, and you kind of have a better understanding of that. So, I mean, fortunately for, you know, we got back from Iraq, um, you know, I left one five, it was a second deployment. Um, but fortunately the next duty station I went to, um, you know, we, we, I, we, I had folks that were one five with me at that second duty station and, um, it wasn't only a similar type shared experience. It was the same shared experience. Yeah, right. Uh, whereas other folks, you know, left and they didn't have that support network there. So yeah. um, to, to reflect back upon and um, I think having, if it's not the same experience, a similar type experience um, for an event is, is absolutely critical. Um, but I think it's also the, you know, the, the, the upbringing. I mean, the Marine Corps is a perfect example of we come from all walks of life into, uh, into the military. Um, but we, we bond together and become a brotherhood. So, and just looking, you know, my wife, um, versus myself and, and coming up as a kid prior to the military, you know, she came from Davis, California, uh, college town. Her dad was a doctor, professor, um, the, the normal track for a kid in Davis, California was you go to high school, you go to college in that town, I, probably 99% of the people have college degrees. Most have masters, a lot have doctorates. Mm. Um, my upbringing, um, where my family's from, you know, in the, the Appalachian region in the Southwest or Southeast United States in North Carolina and Tennessee, um, that was not the typical path you did yeah, in right. Ireland and Scotland. I mean, it's all a tough place to grow up in. Um, but for me, that was normal. Um, if you, if you wanted something, you went and worked for it and, and you, um, no quarter was given and no quarter was taken. I mean, you, you, you fought for it and, uh, you, you were successful. Yeah. So both experiences are different. Both are good and in, in, in their own ways, but, um, I think understanding that folks come from a whole different variety of backgrounds and uh, there is an ability to change. If yeah. you're not satisfied with that environment, you can change it yeah. and, and move forward. Um, so, you know, and, and I think anybody that's been through boot camp or officer candidate school and served at least, you know, a tour in the Marine Corps, I think we all have the tools to be successful. Otherwise we would never would have gotten through that entry yeah. level. Right. So, um, and then you start adding on all the experiences that you have, uh, throughout that time in the service. Um, I think that those really help, um, that coupled, you know, with faith, uh, can, can really give you something to reach back on in your toolkit to, um, to move forward. Yeah. That's awesome. I, um, 
I think of, uh, when I think of mentorship and I talk about mentorship and, and teachers, um, you know, you're a coach now professionally and really that's kind of an extension, I think of, of what you've done in your career probably. But I, I think about the influences in my life, how we were brought up, you know, my dad was, you know, tremendous influence in my life still is. Um, I know you talk about your dad often as well. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that, that influence. But I was raised in a you know very conservative Christian home, ended up in the Marine Corps. I had no context at all for that. Um, and by God's grace, I ended up at 1-5 because it was an amazing experience. And I ended up, uh, you know, Cal Worth, he was my, my CO, um, incredible Marine Corps career. But, I mean, day one, I, I met him. My platoon was out in the field. He was just checking in. And uh, he said, your platoon's out in the field. I said, that's great. I guess I'll see them on Friday. He said, you will see them tomorrow morning because you're going to meet them. <laughs> um, but he really served, you know, in that first couple of years as the, in that role of, of mentor. And he understands that. And he, he taught me in a lot of ways. He was kind of, you know, my Marine Corps dad at that point. Um, just in the mentorships point and teaching me so many things. And, um, you know, I ended up working for you, really. I, Pete Farnham was my was my company commander in weapons company. But in your role, I, resp- uh, I was responsible to you for the things that we did in Iraq. And, um, you know, Calworth, you, Pete Farnham, um, General Padilla, you know, these men understood how to mentor and teach young lieutenants who were trying to figure it out to the point that when we were in Iraq and we were dealing with some very, very difficult things, uh, we knew what to do. We had a foundation to move forward on. And that mentorship model for me, I, I, I say this and I don't think people take me seriously. It's, it's changed the way I look at the world. It, it changed everything for me because I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You can come from wherever. It doesn't matter. Um, but if there are some strong people in the world, in your life that are willing to invest in you, there's no reason you can't be successful. Uh, that coaching is is so critical, or mentorship, whatever you call it. It's it's so critical to move forward in in difficult seasons and difficult times. Absolutely. Which then it makes it ironic that we want to isolate when we're trying to <laughs> trying to deal with things. Uh, what we need is help, and that's not what we always uh, always end up with. Um, apart from what you just mentioned, what are some other principles that you would say, maybe you'd even, you know, to an athlete, uh, endurance sports are different than other sports. Um, you know, I messaged you about a month ago, uh, I signed up for an endurance event and man, every day I regret signing, <laughs> signing up for that event. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be amazing, but it's different. And, uh, that's, you, you spent your whole life in endurance sports and now coaching endurance athletes. Um, and then, you know, in combat and those things, apart from what you just mentioned, what are some other principles that you would say are critical for moving forward? Well, and I, you know, you, you bring up sports and I, especially endurance sports. I mean, in general Dunford used to, or Colonel Dunford at the time used to talk about, you know, the, the, the physical toughness leads to mental toughness. And I think what he was in, these are my words, not, not his, but I think what he was saying is, is that through physical hardships um, from a, physical endurance perspective anyway, hiking, running, whatever, cycling, um, it kind of calluses the mind in a, in a good way to, to make you mentally um, stronger. And, um, but I, I think whether it's an athlete, uh, just a, a person in life, I think having some kind of vision, I mean, everyone gets ready to leave the Marine Corps and you get bombarded with what are you going to do after? And that's probably the hardest question because 
I mean, you don't know clearly what's going to happen, you know, down the road, at least, at least I didn't, but you, you kind of have a vision and, um, I guess um, an, an analogy I've used in the past is in 1988, um, graduated high school, wanted to go uh, into business. So entered college as a, as a business major. It's a pretty broad perspective of yeah. business. Um, you know, two years later, because I like the artistic side of drawing and creating things on, so, on um, um, media type things, advertisements, it Two years later, it was marketing and advertising. Um, but that same year, in 1990, I started working for a, an advertising marketing firm as an internship. And while the work was awesome and what I thought I wanted to do, looking around the, the office, there wasn't a team there. And I've been a part of team sports my entire life. So and not long after that, um, you know, the, the officer selection officer came around talking to the, to the guys, some of the guys on the team. And I thought that might be the team that I was looking for because after college, what concerned me was in two years, I wasn't going to have a team that I'd known really my entire life. So, um, so in a four year period, I went from being a guy who's going to go into business, probably in the LA area uh, to going to the Marine Corps as an instrument. I mean, those are, yeah. <laughs> about as far apart as you can get, right? You know? Right. Um, and then, um, even fast forwarding to you know 2016, you know I, I didn't expect to spend more than probably you know three or four years in the Marine Corps, um, but that teamwork and that bond uh, kind of just kind of kept going down that path. But in 2016, I'm going to retire, and that was my plan. I'm going to retire. I'm going to go into high school sports and, and be a coach. Marine Corps threw another carrot out there and said, Hey, can you do one more year at Camp Pendleton? Sure. But I'm going to retire in 17. And now I'm going to go into college sports. I'm going to coach at the college level. Um, you know, and general Neller threw out, uh, in, in 2017, a year later, um, would you be interested in staying at the Marine Corps human performance office and, uh, our division? And I thought, well, it's not college sports. It's not high school sports, but it's dealing with human performance and it's dealing with Marines. Yeah. So, um, you know, that led me down to that path, but then getting out, um, being able to, I mean, yeah, I had a resume, but I never submitted anywhere, never did a job interview and to be able to, because of the connections and that, that team and that structure coming to, you know, uh, running operations for a, a global organization that coaches, um, consulting with another human performance company, and then starting my own company. Um, that was not in eight, 1988 to today. That was not the roadmap that I would have laid out for myself. So um, I think the critical piece is that um, regardless of what you're in, just kind of have a vision of where you want to go. And it may not be exact and it, and you may not like it and you'll divert and go to something else, but the wider you can cast that net out, and the larger support network, groups, organizations, whatever it is that interests you, do a lot of different things and then find your way. Um, I mean, looking at some of the Marines, uh, you know, we had one five with us. They're doing Van Buskirk's running a, his own business up in yeah. Virginia. Jeremy's got his own gym down in Texas. I mean, it's amazing what these guys have done and they've yeah. all been wildly successful uh, in life. 
because of, um, I think they had a vision and they had the guts and the courage, maybe because of what they learned in the Marine Corps to go for it and see what, see what happens. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, that's great. Um, you know, I talk about how, you know, where I was raised and where I ended up and where I am now, none of these were part of the plan. And, and you have to, as you mentioned, just be willing to, to walk the path and, and somehow all those pieces come together and, uh, keeping that perspective is really important. Um, before we jump off, I, I'd love to sit here and talk all day. I know you have <laughs> a job. So, uh, before we jump off, you, you, you mentioned you started an apparel company with your wife, um, scare, 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 scare apparel. Uh, can you talk about that name? Um, I I've read on your website, what it means. Um, talk about that, where it came from and, uh, and why you started that. Well, this past December, um, my, my youngest son, Ryan came home, uh, first before Eric did he was here a few days before and he was going through an old scrapbook of mine that I had from high school and um in the scrapbook was the the Skr logo it was just a logo of a thing I had to do for art class in, in high school and it was the original print of the drawing I made in in high school oh, wow. I stuck in a scrapbook hadn't looked at it since probably 87 86 um, and I drew it in Okinawa, Japan. Dad was stationed over in Okinawa, and, and we were there for high school. And um, Ryan says, hey, that would look really cool on a T-shirt. And thought about it for a minute, and I said, all right. And uh, we didn't have a name yet. And so he's like, it looked really cool on a hat, too, and <laughs> maybe a sweatshirt. And so I said, all right, well, before we do that, we have to kind of come up with a name. And um, I, I – just took the first initials of Stephen, Carla, Eric, and Ryan, and oh, yeah. Skur. And ironically, it was my wife's Norwegian, and it meant rock in the sea, which the, the country and the coast is kind of what our two interests are. And um, so a month later, we launched Skur, and it's, yeah. it's off and running. So it's, it's fun. It's a fun business to do, especially with the family. So yeah. Um, again, not something, uh, December 15th, I thought I'd be doing, but uh, it's been great. So. That's really cool. Uh, where can people, um, check out the apparel and, and order t-shirt, hat, sweatshirt? Uh, our website is skrbrand.com. They can go on there and, um, shop away and we'll, yeah. we'll push out to them, uh, very quickly. So. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. It has been a great conversation. Um, we need to do it again and uh, maybe get some of the uh, other guys on as well. But uh, thank you for taking the time. You said you have 500 athletes showing up today that you have to onboard. So, well, um, they're, they're coming on. Today's our, our big conference call, uh, 500 athletes um, really around the world for a big uh, cancer fundraiser we're doing in September. They're going to ride across the United States on two different routes. Um, they're going to, do uh, uh, six countries in Europe and then um, continent to continent in Japan. So all this is happening simultaneous in September, October. So wow. yeah, we're, we're juggling some cotton balls in the winter. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all good. That's all awesome. Good. Good well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, man, for so much, your influence on my life, but you know, just your consistency and faithfulness and uh, thanks for all you're doing. Thanks for talking to me. What a great 
conversation. Some wonderful principles for moving forward. And I, I hope that you enjoyed it the first time, that you'll go back and listen to those things again a second time and begin to implement those in your life. The, the principle of, of looking back and, and even considering some of the trials and the difficulties that you've come through, some of those, uh, those events that perhaps in the moment you thought were terrible that helped to build you, to, to build maybe some grit inside of you, to give you some perspective that can make you more compassionate toward others. Uh, man, some incredible, incredible principles. Go back and listen to that again. So thankful to Steve Arms for spending some time with me. He's very, very busy, and uh, I, was, I was very excited. Uh, I said very several times there, but I was very excited uh, when he said that he would come on for a few minutes. So uh, really, really appreciate that. Go check out the apparel brand, Skur Brand Apparel, and uh, that information as well was in the interview. Go find that, and uh, I know that you will be blessed with what they have there. Uh, check it out. And again, remember... As always, when it seems like your world is falling apart, and that happens from time to time, it happens as part of life. When that happens, you only have two choices. You can stay where you are, you can give up, you can die emotionally, relationally, spiritually. You can just say, I'm not going to do it anymore, or you can march. Putting one foot in front of the other, getting to a place where you can better impact the enemy, and coming out on the other side victorious. March or die, what are you going to do? Thankfully. The choice is up to you. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.